0: Attalus is here meeting with The Antidote. Guys, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having
2: us, man.
0: you got to introduce yourself so know who we're talking to.
2: Uh, This is Joseph. Uh, I play guitar. This is Seth. I play uh, keyboard and sing.
1: Yeah, man. And uh, my name is Chris. I play drums.
0: And we're missing one member.
1: Correct. Yeah, Evan, he's our other guitarist and vocalist. He's at work. Womp, womp, womp.
0: Yeah, somebody's got to make money.
1: Correct, yeah. Yeah. We're we're definitely not.
0: (laughs) Pronounce the name of the band. I have been struggling with this one, man.
3: <laughs> technically, it should be Atalus, because it's a, it's a Greek name, but we just pronounce it Atalus because that sounds better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> For our non-Greek speaking uh, members here.
3: Well, I mean, technically, Greek is a dead language, so but, but we think it's probably Atalus. It doesn't
0: matter. <laughs> I know that asking for the meaning of a band name is a faux pas, but I'm going to ask anyway, because I'm curious, how did you choose the name Atlas?
3: Okay. Well, um, long story short, um, but right before Atlas started, I was living in, uh, this is Seth, by the way, I was living in Wales, um, working on a master's in ancient history. That's all pretty boring stuff, but, um, but during that time, I was reading um, a lot of accounts of various martyrs um, who died during the Roman era, especially in the third century. And, and one of those accounts is the famous accounts of the Martyrs of Lyons, when uh, basically a mob came in and just took a bunch of Christians and brought them to the amphitheater. And um, it's, 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 it's a pretty famous account. Marcus Aurelius gives the account. He was the Caesar um, at the time, and he gives a very interesting account of that, of that event. Anyway... Um, a couple of stories really stood out during my reading uh, that really moved me a lot as a Christian, but, but one was of the account of this um, prominent man named Attalus. A couple of accounts say that the crowd was kind of screaming for him a couple of times to be brought out. When they brought him out, um, they placed a placard around his neck, which read, excuse my, my, my bad Latin, but um, Hic est Adalus Christianus. This is Atalus, the Christian, as he was being prayed around being tortured in various ways before he died. So anyway, that's very melodramatic, and we're kind of looking for something that sort of brought out kind of that darker element, but also um, for us as Christians as well. And it just really sounded like a cool band name to us, Atalus, and it had that, that weight of meaning as well. Lastly, there's kind of this growing trend today where we sort of put up, you know, um, you know speakers and musicians and, and actors and all that on a pedestal. and. Um, but the real heroes, for, for us at least, are those, a lot of them unnamed, but, but those individuals who, who really paid the highest price um, a long time ago and, and still are in various parts of the world. So that that's where we got the name from.
0: That's quite a story.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did my best to synthesize that, day. You. Yeah.
0: you know, your music, the early stuff, really messed me up. Because you had one song that had you sounding sort of like MXPX. Next track, you sort of sounded like Hawk Nelson. The next one, Emery. Were you guys searching for a style in your early days?
1: Yeah, I I don't really think so, man. Uh, We all have very different musical styles, uh, ranging from anywhere from like indie folk music to, you know, I listen to some old school hardcore stuff and, uh, you know, random worship music. So very eclectic. Uh, So I guess when we came together, we just kind of wrote whatever was on our heart uh, and and what meshed well together. Um, And I guess kind of across the years from the first EP to Into the Sea, um, we've definitely become way more intentional uh, with how we write. Like I know for my drum parts, um, I have a whole different concept and method for how I wrote Into the Sea versus um, our previous records. So I think that shows. So, yeah, it's just kind of whatever we love. We kind of just come together and write. That's pretty much it. Yeah.
0: You even did a gospel hymns album. Yeah. That surprised me.
3: <laughs> well, Dave, uh, a quick thing about that. There was a friend of ours, um, and actually four friends, started a nonprofit to raise money to build an orphanage, a school, and also um, a church in Basie, Uganda. So they came up, approached me, and said, Would you guys consider doing, um, just putting some original songs and, and, and just doing versions of old school hymns and, and giving some of the proceeds to fund that? And so this, uh, they're called Seven Billion Reasons. They actually gave us the funding to record that album. We kind of just took a step back from what we were doing at the time, which was trying to record Into the Sea. This is, what, about two years ago now yeah, or something? Yeah, around two years. Decided to put Into the Sea on hold and felt compelled to, to help them out, and, uh, and they paid for it, and, and we have just decided to give all the proceeds from that. So, so it is very different from what we typically do as a band, but the reason was, was to help them out with, with an, an awesome ambition they have.
0: And it was a success.
3: Yeah, it, yeah. Well, yes, it was, and it, I guess it still it still is. It's it's really interesting to see that that CD is still selling in different parts. And seven billion reasons. If you go on their website or something, they've already bought land in Musia and they're already building these various um, uh, facilities there. So that's really exciting
0: for them. Well, you guys recently have gone through some other changes because you've signed to Face Down Records. You've been independent up until now, haven't you?
1: Yeah, we had a uh, we had another label approach us, and, and that kind of went. Um, south, uh, but yeah, face down randomly approaches in kind of a, a godlike manner, and uh, yeah, man, independent before then.
0: I was a little surprised to find you guys signing to Face Down because I mean, most of their bands fit into the hardcore scene, but you know, the stuff you've produced in the past definitely wasn't metal. Your new album Into the Sea—it really does have a harder sound.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I actually talked to um, Jason, the record label owner, and I asked him that very question. We. We were kind of emailing back and forth, and I asked him why he had signed us. Because I've been following Face Down since I was you know, in my high school, middle school days. And uh, it was interesting because he doesn't really see it that way, uh, you know, especially their older stuff. I mean, they had everything from punk to hardcore to black metal. Um, and now they've got like My Epic and everything in slow motion. Um, and they had a band called Shapes. Uh, it was like uh, Shapes Make Stars or Shapes Like Stars. Um, and they were kind of like a post-Rocky band. Um, so yeah, it was very surprising. Into the Sea is definitely harder. I wouldn't consider us a heavy band. Um, the record is very, very diverse. Um, not all the songs are hard at all. So the the one that we're actually about to release here, um, hopefully in the next week or so, um, it definitely doesn't have like any screaming. Um, but it's very anthemic.
3: As you, Dave, it's it's funny because on, on those lines we've got um, a really good response for sirens so and chris, i was telling chris because i am thinking i said chris i wonder if, if typically a lot of the people who are listening to sirens and like it if they think that we're a much harder band that's our softer song on the album <laughs> <laughs> so they're probably going to hate the next song we put out and go, what is this <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we've got to talk about the new album then into the sea atlas is based out of raleigh north carolina which is still two hours from the Atlantic. So, what was it that made you choose the ocean theme for the new album?
3: Um, yeah, that's that's funny. Well, well the Atlantic Ocean, uh, for our part, isn't the most beautiful, honestly. Um, but it's it's a pretty typical uh, motif or, or theme. I know other bands have used it a lot of various writers and authors have used it in the past and really for, for this album uh, thematically and not to get too preachy at all or anything but it, it's it's kind of the the closest I think metaphor for the divine nature that we have besides maybe the just the universe as a whole because of the it's such a great expanse it's it's really it's unexplorable um, most parts of it it's just so deep so that being said the first half of the album kind of is it's talking about these, these two aspects of, of the divine nature, of justice and mercy, and, and which can seem paradoxical at times. And it's, it's told from the perspective of a story um, and, and, and from an older sailor, essentially talking to a younger sailor. Dave, have you ever read the book or the, the famous sort of literature called The Rime of the Ancient Mariner? I don't know if you had to read that in school or anything. I have. Okay, you have read that, so it's it's kind of from that perspective. We got a song called "The Albatross" on there, and and so the whole album is kind of framed that way. The first six songs are are a lot of questioning, a lot of wrestling with um, with just the justice of God, with just uh, kind of man's attempts and society's attempts and culture's attempts um, at, at at rectifying the problems of evil and, and and the wrongs we see all around us. And the last probably six or seven songs in the album are, are are really focused on the grace and and that sense of mercy, that sense of hope that we have that's just beyond the the here and now. Um, Beyond the chaos, if you will. So that's why, like, the first six songs, you, you get that feel of sirens. It's a lot, It's a much darker sound and much, much more full of angst um, as we're asking that question. The last six songs, uh, it just gets a little bit more soft um, as we're kind of answering that question, I suppose.
0: I'll have to explain about the album because it's long. 16 tracks, 78 minutes. <laughs> it's like you guys were trying to squeeze every last second you could out of a CD. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) That is so true.
1: Yeah, we um, it's interesting because the the album was actually longer. We actually cut a song off the record, um, and we had to. We had like a bunch of transitions that, um, you know, we had kind of laid out. We had to cut them down because Jason from Face Down was like, "Hey, this is like eighty-two minutes, and we need to get it to seventy-eight flat." So it's literally seventy-eight flat um, as much as you could go. So it's pretty, yeah, pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you guys really were digging deep on this you've already brought up the point about using the metaphor from the ancient mariner on albatross you also draw on greek mythology on the song sirens so what about you guys personally like do you have sirens in your life
3: well i've talked a lot joseph do you want to because you're new to the band you want to give in (laughs) that's a good question you can answer now (laughs) pull all the demons from the closet
2: (laughs) (laughs) well um i guess um for me personally um sirens or it's almost like a mental battle for me I um almost have more of a sense of like apathy a lot in my personal life and you know it's hard for me to like get out of my head almost I don't know if you can consider that as a siren or something like I kind of like I've made myself comfortable with but it's it's like a constant reminder for me throughout my day um even like sometimes waking up in the morning or going to bed is when it's the hardest. But um, just a constant reminder for me to kind of like shutting off from the world and like reminding myself like why I'm here, what my purpose is, um, and Mm -hmm. living life to its fullest, um, which for me personally is serving Jesus Christ. Um, So that would be for me personally like just what I guess, quote unquote, what you consider a siren in my life.
0: Because maybe some people don't understand what a siren actually is in Greek mythology. Maybe it should fill everybody in.
3: Yeah, well, sirens and mermaids in Greek mythology were pretty similar. Um, we get kind of the wrong idea from the Little Mermaid of what a mermaid was. <laughs> yeah. They pretty much ate eight, um, eight sailors. They they just sing this this lullaby or this beautiful song. and They would swoop down and and just eat the sailors. Uh, pretty much, uh, it's pretty graphic. Um, but but often depicted as beautiful women. And so these lustful sailors would go out, and they'd hear the song, and they'd see the beautiful women. Um, I think usually with mermaids, but also with sirens, and they'd be lured in to death. So that it's it's a very simple metaphor in general for really any sort of vice, but I think it's most often used with with sexual temptation. Especially, I'll give you just um, it's kind of a little bit of a, a surprise, and we're about to to shoot a music video for Sirens. Finally, found this awesome abandoned plantation we're going to use. I'm just trying to find the right spot for it, and. Uh, but uh, there's this 1920s the German movie called Faust. It's one of the you know top movies of all time. It doesn't really matter, but it's an adaptation of the story of Faust. too. and there's a couple different versions of that. He sells the soul of the devil. But in that movie, he's depicted this you know the sexual tension and, and so whether it's fornication or adultery or, or just all that or, or just lust in general. But that that's kind of typically what what a siren represents and of course as joseph just touched on a siren can really be anything that's that's distracting you and i i will say that on this album pretty specifically even though i tried to make it vague enough um in the lyrics to really touch everyone but um sirens kind of plays off of of another song called voices from the shore and that song comes after this sailor so to speak has you know accepted grace he's kind of leaving the world, so to speak, but but he's constantly hearing all these voices coming back from, from past lovers saying, you know, come back just one more night, one more um, one more time. Don't you remember how good it was? And, and he's wrestling with with these voices, so to speak, and it almost sounds like schizophrenia. But uh, and it could be for somebody, but uh, that's not what it was intended. <laughs> so sorry, all that to say, Dave. It's just, I mean, it's a very typical thing, but. I can say this, you know, personally for me, I'm, I'm actually waiting for a call from my wife. Uh, she was due with our first son yesterday, and um, she's doing pretty good right now. But I guess at any moment, our, our son could come and um, married to my beautiful wife. And, and we've we've been best friends. We'll kind of date off and on for for eight years. But hey, all, all that to say, it, it's a lot of this is coming from some sins of my past, honestly. And so I say that not to just sound, again, too preach or anything, but just, just things that I still wrestle with, those voices that kind of keep coming back to haunt me. And I have to remember that, that God is gracious and He has... Uh, forgive me for that. And also, as I walk forward, I have friends and people who are close to me who have broken marriages, and but it's not just that, but I have those sexual things and those things that are constantly j- just in our faces in this culture, just more and more um, are, are pulling us away from fidelity, are pulling us away for, from being, you know just good husbands and good men in general, and also good women as well. And so I think there's also that that sense, as as I'm writing these lyrics as well of of, of some of my own private battles, of just wanting to be a faithful man. And the struggle I have at times in this culture, and just in my own mind, with, with truly just being faithful, and, and just, just in my own mind and heart. So, I know I got really deep, and I'm sorry for being that personal, but it's it's meant for everything, for any sort of vice, for any sort of devil in the closet, so to speak. But, but usually a siren in Greek mythology, um, especially, but but just typically like in Faust, and it's it's often in reference to the thing that we almost all battle with to some degree or another in some way. Um with, with with that sexual drive and that sexual temptation.
0: For sure. Much of the album really seems to be dealing with struggles and of course set in again in your ocean theme, because it, it is a concept album. Yeah. What about songs like The Greater Tide? Love that track.
3: Well, thanks a lot, Dave. I'll just say this quickly. The Greater Tide almost didn't make it on there. Um there are two songs on this album that were on our very first self-recorded EP about, I guess, five years ago now. And it was actually called the Greater Tide EP. And that actually touches more on, uh, there's two other songs. On, one's called The Breath Before The Plunge. And it's it's from the sense of of this, it's Joseph's favorite song. He just put his thumb up. But, uh, <laughs> 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 oh, there he goes. It's his fiance's favorite. Yeah, Joseph's getting married, by the way, really soon. So congrats to Joseph. But yeah, anyway. Please.
0: Congratulations.
3: Thanks. Um, that, that was actually the first song I ever wrote right before Adela's, um started, and it was it was from Accounts of Martyrs, and that was the first one I wrote. And I, I subtly talk about that, but it really was from just this thought of not just graphically martyrs in general, but but just the, this idea of these people who have such a great deal of faithfulness that they're willing to just pay that price and be tortured and and all that. So. I was thinking about that a lot, um, often to tears, honestly, and so so writing a lot of songs about that. And again, the sea was a reference to this idea of the tide and the grace of God coming in after the storm and and the chaos. And so so we did bring that back in because it is it's a reference to the sea. We kind of all thought that was a really good thing to bring back in. It, it does fit the theme. There's another song that marks the transition, Dave uh, of the album, and it's called "The Breath Before the Plunge." And it's really, again, it's an angsty song. It's from the perspective of a man walking the plank or a man being forced. uh, You think of a pirate ship or something. He's facing his captors, and he's being kind of beaten as he's walking. um, And he's being forced to leave the ship, which is representing the world. And that kind of marks the change of his decision. Um, It kind of refers, it actually alludes to Christ's words on his trial, those famous words where he says, So no one takes my life, but the Son of Man lays it down willingly. Um, so it's from that perspective, he's willingly, even though he's being beaten, he's willingly laying his life down. And from that point on the album, then comes the song Into the Sea. It's all of this this sense of he's been kind of cast out as a castaway, so to speak. And, and it's, it's from the perspective of grace and moving forward as a castaway.
0: Let's go right on to the closer of the album, Message in a Bottle. Levi the Poet referenced the same term on his last album. Now, he told me he'd never heard Message in a Bottle from the police. But I have to ask, have you guys heard the song From the Police?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Guitar Hero definitely does that to a man. That's for Dude, sure. <laughs> Dave, I'll be honest. This, is,
3: this just makes me sound really silly and stupid. But when I wrote that song like five years ago, I had never heard the police song. And as soon as we started playing it, I think they thought we were covering the police song or something <laughs> like that. i got to check this thing out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> But no, give the intentions of the song for your album, Into the Sea.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, overall, I think the band started – that was actually – was that, that was the first song that we really ever played together, wasn't it? Seth? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. A, and so a lot of just where we've been as men, Seth kind of has touched on it. Um, it's just grace. Uh, that, I think that's something that – as not only men, but as Christians, that's something that that concept of grace is something that we're constantly learning from, you know, the inception of birth, so to speak, all the way until, until our death and something we're still constantly, um, you know, learning and growing in. But I, the the last line where it talks about grace can even save a shipwrecked life is it's kind of like the summarization of our band, um, I would say, as a whole and of the record as a whole, which is why it's at the end, um, just because just talking about, like, it doesn't matter what you've done. Um, it doesn't matter where you've been. That, like, God can still save you. Um, that grace still abounds all the more. Um, and so it's, I know it's been a big encouragement for me. There's been a lot of stuff going on in my life personally in the past two years. Um, and that's that's a concept for me that I, I'm just really starting to grasp, even though I've like grown up in the church my whole life. So I, I would say that that's like a summarization for that song as a whole, is like that line.
0: Okay, so here's an easy one for you. But actually, maybe it's tough, too. How about closing off the antidote with your favorite song from Into the Sea?
2: Um. For me personally, it would be a song right before the closer, Death Be Not Proud. Just for me personally, that's been a huge encouragement, especially what I've been going through like mentally, just with all my battles. Just the concept of death has always been something really scary, and scary to me personally, and scary to everyone. Um, just everything involved with death, like how you're going to die, the fear of like the unknown, like what, what takes place after death is just kind of like a just unsettling and unnerving type of a thought for me. Mm. And to touch up on that song, some of the lyrics, just a reminder for me personally, like death has no hold on me. Uh, One of the lyrics that puts me to tears, like every time I hear it is just, uh, God bless the place where you can't haunt me anymore. Should be heaven, obviously. And um, just just that truth being reminded to me personally has really like, made that like kind of my favorite song and i probably listen to it every day almost every day it's for like the past like two three months i've had the record so yeah that'd be uh, my favorite track for for sure
0: well we've been digging deep with atlas into the album into the sea guys thanks so much for joining the antidote
1: yeah man appreciate it dave thanks for having us man